opportunity to go through the word of God together. As the Bible says that men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Then we're going to go to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 12, from verse number 9. The Bible reads as follows. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and it took his wife to be your own. To be your own, you killed him with the sword of the Ammonite. Now therefore the sword will not depart from your house. Because you despise me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says. Out of your own household, out of your own household, I am going to bring calamity on you before your very eyes. I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you. He will sleep with your wives in a day, broad daylight. You did, you did it in secret, but I will do this thing in a broad daylight before Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. But you are not going to die. But because by doing this, you have shown utter contempt for the Lord, the son born to you will die. After Nathan has gone home, the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife has born to David. And he became ill. Hallelujah. You know, yes, remember we studied the word of God. One of the reasons why we are studying the word of God is so that we may learn from other people's mistakes. Life is very short to learn from our own mistakes. Some of the things we don't have to make mistakes of our own in order to learn. Some of the things, it is very dangerous that if you try to learn, you won't come back. That's why it's very, very much important to have a chance and to have a time to learn from other people's life, not to learn from your own mistakes. So the, the Bible gives us that advantage that we are able to learn from the life of those who have walked before us, how they have worked with God. We learn from the good thing that they have done in order to get the good results of what they have done. Sometimes we learn from their mistakes so that we may not do the mistake that they have done. Then that's why the word of God is very, very much important. Many people are failing in life when they are failing life because they, are, they don't have anyone to advise them. 
But thank God for the opportunity of the word of God that we are able to learn from other patriarchs. From the word of God. Then today here we are finding David is in trouble. David is in trouble. David has sinned. What did he do, David? David have, um, have um, remember he did not go to war. When he did not go to war, the Bible said that he was tempted by his look at uh, Uriah's wife. He was tempted and uh, he fell into sin with her and he planned the death of Uriah. And now Uriah was dead. When Uriah was dead, he took Uriah's wife to be his wife. And by this time, David's, this, David's wife, she was pregnant. Then God was angry. He went to the man of God by the name of Nathan and came to David and tell him what you have done wrong. Remember David, everything on the life of David was going right. Everything was going well. David was prospering. David was conquering. Everything was well. You know, many people are like that. When things are going well, they begin to relax. You find that this person before when the things are not going well, this person used to pray 24 hours. This person used to pray. This person used to fast. Now because things are going well, they relax. You find that when you say, ah, it's time to go to war. It's time for prayer. They relax. No, they, they've become some people who are big. Sometimes they are consumed by the responsibilities of their work. Sometimes they are consumed by the responsibilities of their business. Sometimes they are consumed by their blessings. When you say it's time to go to war, it's time to pray, they don't want to pray. And sometimes they begin to want to enjoy the things that they don't enjoy. How many people, when things were bad, they were serious, they were serious Christian. When this person now is blessed, this person now is blessed with the money, is blessed with cars, is blessed with business, they are even starting to drink. You wonder, this Christian, this person who used to love God, this person who will do everything for God, why are they going to drink? <coughs> I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody. They've relaxed, everything is well. Before, when the things were not going well, I'm telling you these people, they were serious with God. But when big things begin to be wonderful, they begin to relax. That's the problem. People get to be comfortable with blessings. People get to be comfortable with what God has given to them. But my prayer for us, we must never get comfortable no matter how high you get. No matter how, how high blessed we get, our love for God must increase. Our love for God must not decrease. Our life for God must what? Must always increase. We, our heart, love for the word of God, for the instructions of God, it must increase. And I say by the power of the Holy Ghost, may God help us to grow in the fear of the Lord. May God help us to do the, the Lord's will. Hallelujah. Amen.
Then the more David, everything was going well. Now he is not just a civilian. Now he's a king. He no longer goes to war. Then he was tempted. Because remember what we talk about, that the biggest weapon of your enemy is sin. When the devil wants to put you down, he will want you not to obey fully the word of God. He will want you to do something that will upset your God. Something that will make God to turn his face against you. That's what the devil will want to do. How he attack you, he won't attack you with a sickness first. He won't attack you with the tangible things first. Most of the time when he wants to attack, he laid the people to sin. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Also in this day, this is why he was trying to put David down. He led him to sin first. Now, listen to this one. The one who is against David is not even the devil first. It is God. God was the one who was angry from what David had done. First of all, he was angry now, saying that, David, how can you take somebody's wife? You had many wives. Even if you want another one, you could easily just take another fresh one. Why did you take one wife of Uriah? Why did you take somebody's wife? To those who are men who are here, I want to advise you this afternoon, don't take somebody's wife. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Don't take somebody's wife. Why do you take somebody's wife? Out of all other women are there, but you are taking somebody's wife. That's what, what, God, what, what God was angry with David. He could take any woman. He was a king. There was nothing wrong. He had many women before. But why did he go and take one wife of Uriah just because he's beautiful? I'm saying to you, child of God, hey, respect somebody's wife. Hallelujah. Don't take somebody's wife. Don't defile somebody's bed. May God give us the grace not to defile somebody's bed in Jesus' name. May God help us to remain pure in the name of Jesus. Because this was the strategy that God, that the devil when he wanted to put David down, this was the strategy the devil used so that he can be tempted with somebody's wife. I want to tell you this. I just want to dwell in this point one or two to few minutes because it's very, very much important. Can we go and read Hebrews chapter 13 from verse number 4? The Bible says that marriage should be honored by all and the marriage be, be kept pure. God judge the adultery and all the sexual immoral. That's why now God was judging David. Hallelujah. 
He was judging David because he doesn't want us to defile marriages. He doesn't want us to defile somebody's bed. There are many men in the Bible who fell into this trap and God was not happy with it. I remember the time that Abraham, he went to Egypt. And the Bible said that Pharaoh was tempted by seeing this beautiful woman. Sarah was beautiful. And Abraham was the one who made a mistake and he lied. And said, ah, this is not my wife, this is my sister. And Pharaoh took Abraham's wife. When he took Abraham's wife, Jehovah during the night he appeared to Pharaoh. And said, Pharaoh... If you touch Abraham's wife, I'm going to kill you. If you touch Abraham's wife, all of your wife are going to be barren. Just to show that God does not take it lightly when you take somebody's wife. Hallelujah. Then God must give us the grace to respect other men's wife. And not defile somebody's bed. Hallelujah. This was the scene that make David. The Bible said that Jehovah was angry. Said, David, what is going to happen? There will be a sweat in your house because you have killed an innocent blood. You have killed Uriah when he was not supposed to die. God said that for that people will begin there were people who will begin to kill each other in your family. Hey, this is not our portion. Say not our portion. Not our portion. In the name of Jesus. God said that for killing Uriah, the sword in the house of David is going to be lingering there. And when we're going to be going forward with this chapter, you will hear what begin to happen. The children of David begin to kill one another. And it was because of this. It was because of this mistake. Hallelujah. And God said that for taking somebody's wife, hey, after this, Something very worse is going to happen. Something very bad is going to happen. Somebody close to you is going to sleep with your wife. Not your wife, your wives. You will hear what's going to happen later. His son slept with the cuckoobines in the broad daylight. Because of that, of sleeping with somebody's wife. May God keep us pure in Jesus' name. Amen. Say, this is not my portion. This is not my portion. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Then God said that to David. You know, David brought this thing to himself. The Bible said that, imagine, the prophet came and prophesied these things. You know, David does not really repent. David does not really stand against this prophecy. You know, you know, some, there are some prophecies, even when they've been said, you must do by all means if you don't want them to happen. You must do by all means so that this thing must not what? Must not happen. 
You must not just sit down because this is not a good prophecy. It's a bad prophecy. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. A good prophecy when it has been spoken to your life that you are going to get a job. Yes, say amen to this one. Pray that this one will come to pass. A good prophecy saying that you will live in the beautiful house. Agree with that prophecy. A good prophecy if it says that you are not going to die before your time. Honor that prophecy. But a prophecy like this. When the men of God have spoken, you go and you repent. You go and you use other strategy to make sure that what it does not come to pass. But in the you know, by this time they did not have that kind of a revelation. David leave the words of the men of God hanging like that. Not knowing that the word of the men of God are dangerous. If they are meant for your good, they will come to pass. If they are meant for your bad, you need to do by all means to, to cancel them not to come to pass. Then the Bible says that, hey, la krativa adam. I remember by the time of Ezekiah. The Bible says by the time of Ezekiah. Prophet Isaiah came and said that which was when Hezekiah was sick. Hezekiah was sick. He was very sick when the man of God came and said that God is saying that from this sickness, you are going to die, you're not going to recover from it. Hezekiah, the Bible said that he turned back and he faced the wall and he began to pray. He began to intercede. He began to remind God the good thing that he had done. When he remind good thing that God have done, the Bible said that God spoke to Isaiah. Say, hey, go back, go back, go back. Go and go and tell the king that King Hezekiah, you are not going to die. I'm adding extra 15 years. I'm adding how many years? Extra 15 years. That means God changed his mind. When Hezekiah turned the wall, turned and prayed and wept bitterly unto the Lord. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. He did not just say this prophecy must happen. Whether God, let God do what he wanted to do. Like Eli. Eli was told what was going to happen. Eli said that ah, God must do whatever he wants to do. And it came to pass it was not for his favor. The same thing with other men of God who, who did not have that kind of a revelation. The bad prophecy came to pass. Like now here. David hear this prophecy. He just relaxed. And the men of God left. When the men of God left immediately the son gets sick. Because that's what he, he prophesied that, hey, even your son is not going to live this time. God is angry with what you have done to Uriah. But because David does not do what he has to do in order to stop this prophecy, it happens. I'm saying to you, some prophecies that are not in your favor, we must cancel them. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Say any prophecy. any prophecy. Every word. Every orchestration. Against my life. 
against my family. Against my country. Catch fire. Catch fire. I cancel them. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Then a prophecy that does not favor you, don't just leave it like that. Don't just leave it like that. It's a dangerous trap. But a prophecy that favors you, that's what you accept. Because our words carries power. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Then that's why here the Bible said that when the man of God, when he left, immediately the son of David becomes sick. You will hear now, after when the son got sick, that's when David now is trying to fast to save the child's life. And now David doesn't know when he fasts, he's trying to deal with the results. Because he was supposed to deal with the source. The sin and the prophecy were the problem. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Because this is just a midday service, say my day is blessed. My family is blessed.